Welcome to this message, Sunday the 26th of November 2023. Last week we spoke about the connection between wisdom and understanding. For today I'd like to just focus a bit more on wisdom. Just find out not just what wisdom is, we've already talked about that, but to discuss the process of wisdom. The title of this message is The Process of Wisdom. Let's turn in our Bibles to Proverbs 9, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to 6. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. Heavenly Father, we pray for understanding. On the subject of wisdom, something that is so important to you, because it's good for us. We pray that you'd enlighten our understanding and that we would learn and that we'd put these things into practice, Lord, as we process them. In your mighty name. Amen. Now, we note here that personification, if you want to call it that, of wisdom building her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. It's very important to understand that numbers mean a lot in the Bible, and seven, as we've often discussed, is the number for perfection. Last week we were talking about wisdom being the application of truth, the correct application of truth. Truth is what God thinks, you see. And wisdom is not just knowing that truth, but knowing how to apply it. The application of truth is just as important as truth itself. Truth misapplied can cause just as much damage as lies. So you see, we have to grasp now what this process of wisdom is. And it's important to understand that, as with many things of God, to operate in wisdom is a process. And here we see that this process has essentially seven aspects to it. Whenever you and I are embarking on something large in our lives, change of career or choice of career, choice of place to stay, deciding to start a business, deciding to set up a consultancy or anything like that, any big decision in life, we need wisdom. Wisdom will determine whether what we do is successful or not. A simple formula I like to explain is this. Truth, what God thinks, applied with wisdom, God's way, equals, results in salvation. Finding out the truth is a process, but also wisdom. Coming to a place where we operate in wisdom is a process. And there are seven stages to this process. If we look carefully at the Word of God, and when we look at every time wisdom is mentioned, we'll find these stages always mentioned. 
It's a pattern that runs throughout the Bible. So what are these steps, as it were, these stages in the process of coming to a situation and operating with wisdom? Well, the first pillar is simply stated decision. We have to decide. You see, the tendency in human nature is to put things off and to spend time thinking to ourselves, it would be nice. One day I will. That's a wonderful idea and one day I'll do it. You see? And in a sense, if we do that, we're not operating in wisdom. As we mentioned before, wisdom finds out what the truth is. What does God think about it, you see? That's so important. But once we've found out what God thinks about something, we have to do something about it. Knowing the truth, as we said, is not enough. But the other side of the coin is, knowing the truth and rushing into things can lead to trouble. The Bible warns against being too hasty, you see. And what we've got to grasp is that, on the one hand, we must make this decision. But having made that decision doesn't necessarily mean we have to act. The process of wisdom places a number of principles between deciding and finally acting. And as I've said, if we follow these basic principles, then when we act, it will produce salvation. It will work out well. But we have to start with a decision. And please understand something. There is an enemy out there that doesn't want you and I to succeed. The greater you and my vision, the more opposition you can expect. Unless we make a quality decision about something, we'll never have the fortitude to see the thing through. Very important this. We have to make a quality decision. I think about... The statement in Luke 9, verse 51. The Lord has been busy ministering, and it's now time for him to go to the cross. It says there, And it came to pass, when the time was come, that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Can you see that? He steadfastly set his face. He didn't just say, well, I need to do this, but let me just hang around and see how things pan out. No, he made a choice. He made that decision. He knew what was going to happen. He knew what was involved. He knew how terrible it was, but he made his decision. I'm going to Jerusalem. Paul the Apostle had the same experience, also going to Jerusalem. He was warned by prophets. In particular, the prophet Agabus took off his belt and put it around him and said, you will be bound like this when you go to Jerusalem. Paul knew it, but he said, I must fulfill my call, and he went. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Another very good example is the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5.28, she makes this statement, If I may touch his garments, I will be healed. She had to make that decision. To touch his garments 
was a gauntlet that she had to run that I don't think anybody in their right mind would want to run, to crawl even. She wouldn't have made it, is my point, if she had not set out having made that quality decision. A resolve. She resolved to touch his garments. You see, and if you and I know what God wants us to do, there must come a time where we resolve to do it. We resolve to start a business. We have to make a decision deep inside. There's no place for wishful thinking, hoping and a praying. It won't just happen. It doesn't work that way. If that woman had said, well, if he wants to heal me, he'll come around. He'll knock on the door. I just have to sit here and wait for him. She realized that wouldn't work. He was coming to town. She had to touch his garment. But she made the choice. She saw it through. And for her, that was wisdom. And she saw the wonderful salvation. However, once again, you see, having made a decision doesn't mean that we must now set out and just do There's a process involved, a process that is mapped out in the Word of God. The second pillar is what the Bible describes as knowledge, information. You see, once I've made a decision about a certain course of action, the next step is for me to do research. The next step is to gain as much information as I can on the subject. Proverbs 10 verse 14 says this, Wise men lay up knowledge. Wisdom and knowledge. Wise men lay up knowledge. Get the facts. If you want to start a business, find out is there demand for the product or the service you want to offer. If you want to become a medical doctor, find out what are the requirements, where you have to go, what you have to do for this to happen. Find out. And this process of finding out also involves something that the Bible recommends consistently. Get wise counsel. Find out from other people who've been there who are doing it. Proverbs 11 verse 14. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. If possible, find people who have gone ahead, people that know the whole circumstances. Read up on it. That's very, very important. You have to start formulating in your mind a plan of action. And we need to get knowledge. There is a pattern in this whole process which moves from the natural to the supernatural. And you see, making a decision is something you and I can all do as natural human beings. We use our will. Gaining knowledge to start with is also something we start off in the natural by looking on the internet perhaps, by getting counsel, by talking to people. If you want to go into the ministry, it's wise to talk to people that have been in the ministry. Get information. The whole process to me is very much like a massive passenger jet taking off. The pilots don't just decide, okay, let's go for a flip now and see if we can take some people down to Cape Town. No, that whole flight plan is programmed. There's a process. The 
tickets have to be booked. The plane has to be serviced. The plane has to be available. There has to be fuel in the plane. There has to be staff to fly the plane. Then as you get closer to the day, more vital information is collected. The weather conditions en route. The flight path of other planes so you don't have a collision. And then eventually, once the plane is loaded with the fuel, the luggage, the passengers, the pilots, the cabin crew, you start taxing down the runway. Everything's happened, in a sense, on the ground, in the natural. Then the engines rev up the end of the runway, plane lumbers down and it starts to take off, begins to fly. You and I start off with what we know, in the natural, finding out information, getting going. But this process starts to move, and as we'll see, the supernatural becomes more and more involved, and we eventually take off. With knowledge, we start off using our simple common sense. People want to buy a house. What's the first thing to do? Find out what houses are available. Check the market, see what the going rate is, find out what the bank rates are, find out what the interest rate will be, find out the location where you want to be. You see, all these things we can do in the natural. And that's the starting place with wisdom. To sit back and think God's going to suddenly do it is a big mistake. It's not wisdom. However, God wants to help us, and this is the way to get him involved. The next pillar, we've spoken about this already, is understanding. Once again, you see, understanding talks about the system. Understanding how the system works. If we understand how the system works, as we've said, it can work for us. If we don't bother to find out, somebody out there will use it against us to take advantage of us. Many people launch out on a business and those surrounding businesses watch all of this and they rub their hands with glee. Because when the person has failed, they just take over everything that they try to do and build on it. Can you see what happened? Understanding was not incorporated. They didn't understand the system. My recommendation to anybody who wants to start a business of their own, spend time working with somebody who already has established a business in the same line. You gain valuable understanding. It's not just logical information. It's getting the feel of how things work. Very, very important. If you want to move to another city, it's probably wise to go and have a look at the city and find out what sort of place it actually is, the community where you'll be living. It's so important to get these facts in your mind and understanding, understand how the people there operate. Will we fit in there? Many people from this country go to another nations wanting to settle down there and they find they can't. Not because the job isn't good enough or the money isn't good enough, but the lifestyle, the people, there just isn't that same community that they used to. So please, let's grasp this. I haven't got time now. We already talked about it. Understanding is learning how the system works. That's wisdom. Before you plunge into something, Find out how it operates as best we can. But notice something, this is a process where the Holy Spirit helps us. That leads to the fourth pillar. This pillar I'll call revelation. At the end of the day, fearing God and allowing Him to intrude, as it were, 
on the whole process is great wisdom. Proverbs 9 verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There comes a time where we are doing what we know to do in the natural, but we need to step aside and say, Father God, please help me, show me, bring revelation to my mind. And please understand that God knows everything. If you're going to get advice from anybody, don't you think it would be best to get that advice from somebody who runs the universe and knows everything? And he promises to tell us, did you know that? We've mentioned this very many times. John 16, verse 3. The Lord says, I'm going away from here, but I'll send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll lead you into all truth and show you things to come. What a promise. How valuable that is. But don't expect the Holy Spirit to show you stuff if you and I are not prepared to find out as much as we can for ourselves. Can you see that? Because once we've got the information, the Holy Spirit's got something to work with. That's why this process is very important. Of course, the Holy Spirit should be involved in the whole process, but there does come a time to stop and allow Him to breathe into it. Let's take an example. Say you're a big businessman and you're contemplating buying a business, and you look at the books, you do your background checks, etc., etc., and everything looks fine. It looks very good, very healthy. But you see, there might be things there that you have no idea of. There might be another set of books. There might be information out there that this particular product is no longer going to be used. We had friends who came down to South Africa from Zimbabwe, and they started with an organization that specialized in office equipment. But they were not computer compliant at that stage. That was just before computers came into the business world and basically took over. So they were sitting in a company that was marketing things that in a sense were on their way out. Business systems that were no longer relevant. Wisdom allows God to warn us about things. Things that in the natural we can't know, possibly. And it's important. It's so important to allow the Holy Spirit to give us revelation. But once again, please, we can't expect him to just give us revelation if we're just lying back and expecting God to tell us everything. We have a responsibility. The Holy Spirit can't tell us not to buy a business if we do not know that business is available. Can you see? And the other side of the coin is, we might have found a business that maybe doesn't look as good as it should, but the Holy Spirit gives us the go-ahead and we've just got ourselves a bargain. So that's very important. The fifth pillar is timing. You and I can do the right thing at the wrong time, and it won't work. In Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, it says there, To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. The point is this, you see. When you and I are approaching a big decision in life, it's so important to get our timing right. Even though what we want to do is the right thing, it's what God wants us to do, can end in disaster. I've heard stories of people who came out to the mission field in Africa from America, wealthy businessmen, sold up, wanted to serve God, his motives were good, everything was good. 
And he came out, and I think it was the Congo, the Belgian Congo or somewhere like that, set up a mission station and did very well. But then the funds began to run out. And it got too difficult eventually for him to operate. He had to go back in defeat, essentially. Now, was it wrong for him to go out onto the mission field? Well, one doesn't know the full details of the story. But you see, it's quite possible that it was right for him to go. But the timing was wrong. Perhaps he needed a bit more training. Perhaps he needed to establish more of a support base. Many other things might have been required. The point is, what he did was right, but the timing was wrong. We think of the apostles operating, and the time came where this man who was lame, they come across him, and they'd been going to the temple, you see, regularly. But on this occasion, the timing was right, and they said, look on us, be healed. Acts 3 verse 6. That was a case of getting the timing right by the gate beautiful. So it's important to realize that the timing of any exploit is critical. Generally speaking, there's like a time window that opens up. If we go too early, if we are too hasty, which the Bible warns against, that's not wisdom. However, there does come a place where that window closes. In other words, we leave it too late. When that happens, once again, you can miss the boat. Wisdom does the right thing at the right time. It's very much like a rocket returning to the earth. Those rockets, when they come back to the earth, that capsule, and orbits the earth, what happens, they've got to slow down and then gradually fall in to gravitational pull and descend to the earth. It's highly complicated and a myriad number of calculations have to be made. But there's a window, you see, a window of entrance, opportunity. And if they try and enter in too soon, the friction will be too great and that spaceship will burn up. The other side of the coin is, if they leave it too late, the spaceship will bounce off its atmosphere and go off into eternity. When you and I are making big choices in life, we need to get the timing right. That is great wisdom. That is great wisdom. Having done all that, you see, there eventually comes a time where we have to, and this is very important, take action. It's so, so important. You see, we can have everything right. We can have all the promises of God. We can have everything lined up. We can have done our research. We can have had the green light from God. But there must come a time. Wisdom takes action. It's not hasty, random action. It's calculated action. Wisdom takes action. I just think of the Israelites going into the promised land the instruction to Joshua was, go into the land that has been promised you and possess it. They had to go in and possess. Every place where your foot shall touch shall be yours. But their foot had to touch. 
It looked impossible from the side of the river that was in flood, but the instruction was, go ahead. The time had come to enter the promised land. And thank God they did. But you see, they didn't stay this side of the river and say, well, when we feel better, we'll go. They'd had 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Now God said, go. And the time comes when you and I have got to, got to act. It might sound strange, but people spend so much of their time wondering if, deciding whether. And we talk about getting the timing right. In a sense, the time to do right is always right. It might not be perfect. But please, wisdom doesn't wait for conditions to be perfect. Our rugby coach said to the Springboks, on many occasions apparently, the greatest battles are never fought in ideal conditions. The greatest battles are never fought in ideal conditions. You might have rugby players that are injured. The weather might not be what you want. A whole selection of factors might be against you. But you see, you have to go in anyway. And to be honest, very often you and I launching out into things of God or great exploits, we've done our best. But despite all of that, sometimes we have difficulties. But you see, if we've gone through the whole process and we've applied ourselves to be wise about it, now we can expect whatever happens, and this is the seventh pillar, we expect salvation to take place. The seventh pillar is salvation. Be still and know that I am God. We expect God to come through one way or the other. In Ephesians 6.13 it says this, Having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. Wisdom doesn't expect things just to all fit into place perfectly. Wisdom realizes that there's a learning process involved. Sometimes things, despite our best plan, don't work out the way we think they should. But you see, if we've operated wisely, we can expect them to eventually resolve. There are many stories of great businessmen who, when interviewed once they were a success, turn around and say, well, this business is number six or number five, or number four, the ones before that failed, you see. Wisdom does what it can with this understanding, and then stands. Something else that needs to be said, Jay, you see, this whole process is not something that you do once and that's it. It's an ongoing process. We look at the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 10. The Lord says to John, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Now, we come into a situation where we step out and we're expecting salvation. Having done all we stand, and perhaps, yes, things go well. What we've got to realize is that this whole process of wisdom starts again. You see, God is the beginning and the end. You and I get saved. And then we start with the process of salvation. It's a mystery, really, but that's the nature of God. And you see, 
we might have started a big business and it's going well, the process begins again. How are we going to expand that business? Are we going to start new products? Are we going to open branches in other locations? How are we going to increase our staff complement to increase our production? All these things, decisions we have to make. But you see, once again, if we understand the process of wisdom, what do we start with? Making a decision. Yes, we are going to expand. But do your research. Is there demand for your product in that particular part of the world? Can you see? Get information. Learn. Get understanding of how businesses operate in another part of the world. We know people that have started a business that's very successful, a franchise very successful here in South Africa. But that same franchise did not work in Australia. Didn't work. The same formula did not work. Why? Well, no understanding of how that society operates. Can you see? Then we trust God for revelation. Is this a good thing to do, Father God? You might say no, because there's a great epidemic coming. Or something like that. Or that country's on the brink of civil war. And then once we've got that, go ahead from God, what's next? Timing. When is the right time to start this? When is the right time to specialize as a medical practitioner? When is the right time to get a bigger house? When is the right time to buy a new car? How many people have experienced success and then just thought that it's automatic, that it's just going to be plain sailing? And once again, the time comes for action. Once that action takes place and things are sorted out and it starts to flow properly, then once again, what is the situation? Back to the next stage, making the right decisions. And you see, this scripture we started off with, Wisdom has built her house. The implication here is that wisdom builds solid things, a solid foundation. If we have operated in wisdom, the chances are great that what we have built will stand. Those pillars are designed to stand. If we've had flash-in-the-pan success in any area, the chances are it won't stand. Here today, gone tomorrow. I trust that we've learned something from this. Once we become aware of these things, we strive to implement them. What should happen is that ultimately they become part of our DNA. In that sense, you see, we become people that are wise. God wants wise people. Building things, creating things that will stand the test of time things that are secure, things that are built not just on Him, but built His way. Be blessed in the wonderful name of Yeshua.